0: Coming up on Tech Edge, it's all about art. Hi, I'm Guy Trenin. I'm Allison. Hi, and this is Tech Edge. And today we're going to focus about art, and we're going to talk about some apps that help you create art, and some apps that help you view art excellent art that is available out there like no at no other time before but first I want to start with a tip and the tip has to do with something a colleague asked me and that is how do you turn on the iPad so you can have the text show up as speech so kids young kids or somebody who has a problem reading or somebody who just doesn't know how to pronounce a word will be able to hear what it sounds like so here we go To activate text-to-speech, we go into Settings. And in our Settings, we go, oh, I was already in it. This is our Settings, General, and into Accessibility. In Accessibility, we go into Speak Selection. And Previous Experience tells us that that's the main one you want because that lets you control what actually gets read you can, however, have speak auto text and voice over on, and those will make it will change the way the iPad operates, which can be rather confusing if you're used to doing it another way, but gives audio feedback every time you do something and how to advance through. Right now, all we're doing is text-to-speech, so we selected the speech selection. If you see in speech selection, which is on you can also adjust the speaking rate. And especially if working with kids, you want the speaking rates to be relatively slow. And so now we can go into a browser, or in this case, we will go into iBooks, and we introduced iBooks uh, last week. And iBooks is a native app. So if you highlight a piece of text, let's say this one, Right, and you can extend that as much as you want. It'll give you the option to speak. You press that.
1: Buzz watched Andy from underneath the shop. As the car started up, he ran and leaped onto the car's bumper. When Andy's mother pulled into okay. a gas station, And what into the back seat with Woody.
0: And what you can see is that it is a very mechanical voice. It is not an excellent reading voice, but it does provide a solution If somebody wants to listen and has a hard time reading a piece, it takes quite a bit of concentration to actually acquire an understanding of the text through this. But again, if you don't have another choice and this is what you've got available, this is the native app that works within the iPad.
1: The next thing that we're gonna talk about is called Pottery HD. Mm-hmm. And I really like this one. Um, if you're introducing pottery to a classroom, it can be <laughs> tough.
0: <laughs> and the reason I'm laughing is because I actually found Pottery HD rather <laughs> addictive. So it is. be careful.
1: It is, it's, it's a lot of fun. You can manipulate the the potter's wheel you can save your image you can Mm -hmm. fire your piece it's really neat and you can sell it too. yes you can sell it it's it's a whole process and this is a free one so this is something great that you can use with your classroom Um, the other one that we're going to talk about today is called origami and it's exactly what it says it is i know that a lot of art teachers like to integrate this maybe at the end Mm -hmm. of the year or maybe at the beginning when they're teaching their small lessons and it's great it goes step by step and it teaches how to build different sets of origami so we'll take a look so I went ahead and loaded up the pottery HD and you see that when the screen loads there are three selections there is a create there's the collection and then there's an inbox the inbox is just messages from the creator that you don't really need to check out but the first thing that I want to show you is this create because it is a lot of fun so you go in and you can see that there's a hand moving up and down and that there's a potter's wheel with a chunk of clay spinning around on it and you actually do this just as you would on a potter's wheel, so you can manipulate what you're doing if I want to hold it in here you can see that I start to have my pottery kind of move around if I want to make it wider I can move my hands out so this is a great way that if you're going to introduce pottery into your classroom this is a great practice and you don't have to buy the materials the kids can play around with them it's a lot of fun you can do a lot of things with this Um, you can see you can move it around and then what I want to do if I'm done if this is the piece that I want to create you can see down here that it says firing and I can actually go in and fire my piece Um, there's actually materials here here's back to the menu and if I want to reset I can reset my piece If I click on materials, uh, you can see that since this is just the light version, I only have my one material, my one kind of clay. So I'm going to go ahead and close out of there. If I'm happy with my piece, I go into firing and it gives you an option. Do I really want to do this? Yes or no? I'm going to click yes. And it goes through the complete firing process, shows the process for the kids so what they can expect and I'm hundred percent fired so let's see what my piece looks like as it loads up and something you're gonna notice at the top also at the set there are ads since this is a free app it will have that Um, so here's my finished piece I can look at it I can spin it around see what I've created here and then this is something that's kinda fun you can go in and you can arrange it how you want so if I want to take a picture of it that way If I'm talking about angles in my classroom or how to create certain features of pottery, I can take a photo of that. As you can see, it goes right to the collection after you take that picture and your art is on display. You can see up here that I have other pieces in my collection that I've already created. And it will load up. Um, I'm not quite sure on the maximum number of pictures. Have you figured that out?
0: No, I haven't. But I have quite a collection, so I wouldn't <laughs> worry about
1: that. All right, so it's a really, it's a fun app, and you can go in and you can actually sell your piece. You can check to make sure you want to sell it. I can set my price. It's a great app. It's one of my favorites.
0: And if you do sell your pieces sold online, that means that you get some money and eventually you can buy more materials, even within that. to. Um, to paint on it, to do stripes and different uh, ideas. So you can actually get more and more interesting as time goes on. And it's a very, I think it's a fantastic app.
1: The next thing that we're going to look at is the Origami app. And it's this is another free app. So you can see that I've already got it loaded up here. And it says, how to make origami. And there's only one selection, and it's lessons. So I'm going to go ahead and select that. And you can see that it gives you just a few to choose from. Um, windmill, piano, I mean, you can read through these. The thing that I'm gonna choose today is gonna be the heart and it has eight steps. And as this loads up, you can see that it shows the completed piece. So you know what you're gonna end up with. I'm gonna go ahead and select begin. And it goes step by step. So it says here, take a half sheet, a triangle, and you can wait till you get those. All of your classroom has that ready. And then you go to the next step. Fold to meet the center line. Not only does it show that picture, it also has the words. So if kids don't see the picture when it happens, you can go back and you can read it. Or if, a, if you need to redo a step, you can go back to the beginning. Um, this is a great feature that you can kind of move forward and back and it shows the visual as well as has the directions on here. Um, something that I also liked is that it shows what step you're on. So that way you know when you're about to finish, if you need to redo it. If you wanna start back over from the beginning, you can always hit the beginning for you to see that step again. So if we go back to the beginning again, this will take you to the beginning of the heart or if we wanna go back and choose another origami piece. Um, again, there's not a lot to choose from, but there's but a few.
0: If you click on that, get more for free,
1: Yes, you, can you absolutely actually get more.
0: have a selection of 42 more complex ones, and then you can choose to download them. Again, this is all for free, so it's not a problem. They just, uh, from a memory perspective, did not want to, I think, overload. Yes. So you can choose, as you get better, you can choose more and more complex ones, and there are ones here that take all the way up to 33 steps with a lily, and I'm pretty sure that is too complex for me.
1: <laughs> and kids love this. Origami is a big deal with kids. Um, And you can see that this is a really easy app to use. There's big pluses if you want to download it. If you decide that's not something you want to do, easy step to go back and it takes you back to that main page. So this is Origami and this is a free app.
0: As we think about art or as I think about art, one of the great things that we've had since uh, the advent of the Internet is that museums have really shown up on the scene and started sharing collections Mm -hmm with everybody and that's really important because it's hard to get to the museum as a teacher i mean if we get once or twice a year that's fantastic but that's not enough for kids to learn to appreciate art and to really get to spend some art some time looking at art and when you think about really really great art and if you want to stay parked in front of one piece for i don't know 40 minutes just studying the mona lisa yeah You can't because the teacher says, or the docent says, we need to move to the other one. So here's an opportunity that was really seized by museums. And what it gives us as teachers is really the ability to take our kids anywhere in the world to see any piece of art. So we've we've collected a few of those just to give you some taste. And there are two kinds, I think. There are the ones who are really museum-based, so the Louvre, which we're going to talk about, or MoMA, which we're going to talk about. Uh, really have taken their collections and put it available. The Smithsonian as well, um, in many ways, have done this. But others have just created collections based on famous pieces that actually goes across museums and not necessarily nested within a museum. So I'm going to talk about the Louvre. Then I'm going to talk about art periods that takes pictures from different museums, so art from different museums, and then you're going to talk about... Moma.
1: But the great thing about these is it doesn't just show the art. Mm-hmm. It has information on the artist, it has information on the piece, and sometimes more information than you might find in the actual museum.
0: Yeah. Especially again when you're walking through and you can't see and there's this opportunity to do some deeper studies. I like this artist, what else has he done? So all of this really comes together well. The first one we're going to talk about is the Louvre and there are actually two versions of this app. There's an iPod iPad app and there is an iPad only app. This is the iPod iPad app. This is the original one that I got There's more on the new app, but you can see that you can immediately go into Artworks. So here's an example where on the Mona Lisa, we get who created it, and if we go even deeper into it, we'll get the ability to get a close-up. This is sideways because again, it's an iPod, iPad, but you can actually spend some time just looking at the face and wondering what people saw in her for for all those many years you can get you can here it is get more information so this is detailed information about the artist and the piece of art you can make it a favorite so i'm making this one a favorite and you can share it to facebook which is less likely in schools but also possible or email again It is a way to do accountability, that is, every child has to find a piece of art and share it with the teacher, that way you know at least something happened. And if we just go back out of this, sometimes it's hard to go out of them hard to see you can see that there are different pieces of art and these are all very very famous pieces of art that you can use across and explore all of them from the louvre all of them we can and you can see this is a very high quality image so you can really explore what's going on with this piece of art and um, it does not though allow you to look at it from different sides So you can't rotate the art, which you can in some other apps, which is very, very nice as well. Yeah. There we go. So that's one way to visit the Louvre. The other way to visit the Louvre is, uh, this was choosing artwork, but you can actually walk through the palace of the Louvre and see the different pieces because the Louvre itself is a piece of art. So you can actually look at uh, Napoleon's uh, room or the Michelangelo gallery, etc. And you can actually enter them and walk through them as you walk along. So that's another way to visit the Louvre on this app. And this is Art Periods HD, and this is an example of the other kind of arts viewing app, and that is it's not organized by museum, but it's organized in this case by art period, so it goes across museums, and you can actually explore specific periods. This is fantastic to use if you want to look at a specific period. Let's say you look at cubism, and what you get are multiple examples from that period so there are multiple picassos here and cezanne and et cetera et cetera so you can actually see multiple examples from multiple artists and multiple museums that display that and the periods
1: are actually listed Mm -hmm. in order correct yes that's helpful
0: and that is again another way to gain some understanding into art and if you're teaching art or if you're bringing art as a reflection of a period or a history, this is a a spectacular way to do that because kids can explore that period, multiple artists and get a broader view within a a time and a place.
1: Is it just pictures or is there information as well? There's a little
0: bit information about the artist but not a lot as far as I can tell and so when you go into, uh, into more, you don't get much about the artist. There's the name of the artist, and there's other art that there is of them or other apps that are connected to them. Um, if you click to see all, you get a widescreen with all of them, so you can select quickly between those. But it's a very limited, very focused app, which is something I do like. I like that. And it can help introduce to a specific period and a specific group of artists.
1: So I already have this one loaded up, and this is MoMA, um, Museum of Modern Art. You can see that this is actually an iPod, iPad app, so I'm gonna go ahead and push my two times here to make it bigger. Um, this is one of the apps that is focused around the museum. So a lot of what comes up is actually museum-based. You can see that there's a calendar, what's going on at the museum, there's schedules, you can pick the day. If I were to click, what's happening today at the museum, you're going to see that it's closed. Most days it will actually show you what's happening and what's going on. Um, Something I like, along the bottom you can see it says calendar, tours, art, info, and then there's more. Um, The mobile tours are great. You can browse by floor if you're familiar with the museum. You can select by audio number, which again is going to be something if you're familiar. Something that's nice is that some of these have where you can actually listen. They will talk to you and tell you about each of their uh, collections. So I'm going to click on the kids collection just because this is one that I kind of like. You can see that it shows fun ways for kids to explore works of art. Um, You can see there's Andy Warhol. You can scroll through here and it actually lists them by floor. So if you were a teacher who was planning a visit to the museum, can actually talk about each exhibit by floor and what the kids can expect.
0: But on the other hand, if you're in Nebraska and you're not even close, you still get to share the art and you still get some thoughtful questions. So if you click on Andy Warhol, mm-hmm. it will actually talk a little bit about it.
1: Yep, so you can see what's in the collection and this is what I like. The kids can, you can use this at a listening station. I have my sound off today. But it will show you pictures as it goes through and you can pause it you can fast forward, and it's fairly fast, I mean, a minute and 40 seconds, it's not bad. Um, Going back to the main page of this app, you can see that at the bottom, um, besides the tours, there's art. And much like some of those other ones that we just showed you, you can search the collections, you can see what's on view, you can look at specific artists, and this is separated alphabetically, so that's nice if you're looking for someone in particular. art terms, which is something that I like. I like art, but I'm not familiar with a lot of the terms. So if you are teaching, you can see that there are just about any term you want, and those are separated alphabetically too. Um, Since this is a museum-based app, you can see that when you go to info, this gives you more information on the actual museum. Um, The other part of this app that I like is the more section and you can see that you can take snapshots of certain pictures you can look at podcasts you can see videos on YouTube Um, you can also share with friends what you like and there's just lots of things that you can do on here again this is the museum base so a lot of it is going to be about the museum but it's got a lot of great features that you can use in your classroom as well
0: As we talk about museum apps, I did want to mention two apps that we found and we simply don't have time today to go over. There's a Smithsonian app that is a museum-based app. It's an iPad, iPhone, iPod touch app, so it does all of this, which means you're getting a lower resolution, but it's really designed for people who visit, just like the MoMA app. It has access, the one advantage of the Smithsonian is that it has multiple museums, It has millions upon millions of artwork and uh, different documents. So you can actually do some interesting research. A few years ago, when the Smithsonian American Art Museum did not have a building, they digitized a huge part of their collection so people can still enjoy it. So there's actually the ability to see a lot of art and a lot of it, when you search, is actually things you can't view in person because they have so much. So you can actually see things you can't see when you go to the museum and you actually have to be a researcher and request them and all of that, so that's fantastic. Something additional.
1: Also, though, the Smithsonian you can find online. All mm-hmm. of the features and they have the videos about each artist or each exhibit, that is just an online-based yes. program. And
0: and that's, that has a separate app also a Smithsonian mm-hmm. app, but that's a video app, and that is yes. a fantastic app that allows you to create your own Smithsonian channel, Yes, mini videos, you choose topics, and we'll show it another time because it has aspects of social studies, mm-hmm. it has aspects of uh, art, it has aspects of science, so it can do a lot of things and we'll share it when that's we'll do great. social studies um, at another time. But now what i want to talk about a little bit is how do we make art on the ipad because the ipad is not just a way to view but actually a way to make now there are two schools of thought about this and people argue about this back and forth there's the school of thought that says you can use a stylus so you get a stylus that's specifically designed for the ipad and then you can draw with it and others say you should not be using anything. The finger is the most natural and easiest thing to use. And I'm not sure where it falls on that, but I'll let you be the judge. I think part of it is it really depends on the app. Some apps are really best with your finger, and some if you're going for a finer touch and you're really looking for that definition and kids want to create in great detail, a stylus might be helpful. We're going to show you three apps, uh, some that are easy to use, some that are a little bit harder, two that actually teach you how to draw, and one that is just fun to use, one or two that are just fun to use, so you can use it wherever you go. Yep. The first one we're going to talk about is called finger paint. You can see the colors here on the left side, you can also turn it upside down, Um, and this determines how thick your pencil is going to be as you go through, and you can see it creates Now, the way I judge most of the apps that you can draw on or write on is how grainy the line looks. So the more that it looks like little fractals, straight lines, the less I like it. The more it looks smooth and rounded, the better I like it. So this is, and you can change colors, and this is all it does is it allows you to draw, right? and quickly create something. Sharing is done here. You can either save it to the camera roll and then it's saved as a picture or email it to somebody and you're done.
1: The next app that we're gonna look at is much like the one we just saw. This is called Drawcast. And you can see that along the bottom, it's got some features. Uh, This first one over here is what your pencil will actually look like. You can see that you can pick your paintbrush size to large to small. Um, the brush strength, so if you want it to be light or dark, you can move that back and forth. And you can see that you can select it. Um, I can change my background, so if I want to change my background to red, I can select that. And you can see that all it takes is you to touch it. Um, If I were to draw, I picked out my color, and you can see that this is just like the other one. Um, It's very smooth, you can change the width of each stroke that you do. Um, this one you can blur some of your work so if you want to blend it in you can do that and it's very light which means you can do very small details. Um, Something else along the bottom is this erase so if you want to erase everything that you've done you can do that Um, up here you can see that it drops down and it takes everything away so you don't see any of the features that it can use you can reset it you can zoom it and this is something that's also nice you can change the layers. So if you are teaching more in-depth ways to work on art, you can change lots of features on this. So So
0: it's really one level up from finger paint. Finger paint has one layer. It's very simple. You do it, you see it, you send it here. You can actually use layers and you can control a lot more of the environment.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Settings. I'm going to show you that real quick. You can see that there's lots of options here. You can create a new project, you can look at something else you've already done, you can save it to your photo library, and you can also reset your canvas. Um, Also there's options to share it on Facebook, Twitter, email, and you can also send a real postcard. So nice features of this one, and this is called Drawcast. The next thing that we're gonna look at is called how to draw, and it is exactly what it says it is. you can see that it's a collection of YouTube videos on how to draw with a pencil. So if you were teaching your class how to draw an eye, you can see that there's a video here that comes up and it has sound, it goes step by step, and it is only a collection of pencil drawing, but I really like it because it shows a variety of things. Um, Cartoons, flowers, facial features. Now you can see that there's not a lot to choose from, but there are a few valuable ones, so I wanted to mention this one to you.
0: The last one I want to talk about is called Art Studio. Art Studio, if finger paint was our uh, simplest one, Art Studio is our most complex one. It allows you to do a lot of things that are very, very sophisticated. And this is just a drawing canvas, and you can see, by the way, just going back to my point from before, you can see how smooth the line is as I draw it. So you can draw. If you press that little arrow, you get all the options. So now you can do a lot more. You can, of course, select what kind of instrument you can use from the pencil that I use that you can control the width is, to a paintbrush, to just spray paint. Um, so you can have a spray paint effect, for example. Of course, you can select the colors, etc. And you can see that there are lots of options going through that. You can also do layers. So there are those layers that we talked uh, about in the other uh, program. And on top of all of that, you have lessons. There are a few specific lessons in this. And what they do is if you start a lesson, let's say on how to draw a cube. This is a lesson I've started. But uh, you can see that it walks you through the steps. So you go to step one. And it shows you that's what you do. You can draw this. So you draw this. Right, And it immediately gives you the line drawing tool, so you can actually create that. And the next stop will be drawing the next piece, so I can do that, etc. So it can walk kids through, or adults in my case, through creating a specific kind of drawing in this case. Uh, just drawing a cube, in other cases, how to draw a face, etc. So you can do quite a bit with this. So it combines the very sophisticated tools for drawing and some lessons combined with that, which can be very, very successful. It kind of reminds me of the origami directions, oh. kind of step by step. This is what you do, walks you through it, which is very, very successful. Obviously, you do it on the screen and not on anything else. So. That is Art Studio and I highly recommend it, it is a paid app. Today we talked about art and it's been really fun. But we are going to take a short break for two weeks and we're going to be back with some fabulous apps all about social studies. And that will be for elementary and for secondary Across the spectrum try to give you really an idea of what's available out there because there are a lot of resources and I actually think we can shift a lot of our teaching of social Sorry. studies to using apps to using web-based resources so until next time this is Edge.
1: Thank you.